I don't know. <laughs> Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. It is midnight in Cozy Corner and around the world. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to howl at the moon. It's time for the late night fright with Dan and Faith. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. What have we got tonight? Tonight we got the classic 1931 Universal Monster movie, Dracula, starring Bella Lugosi. Can you dig it? I can dig it. I can dig it too. I am the Coyote, and it's time for the Late Night Fright, right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Welcome, spooks, specters, astral beings from Dimension X, alien envoys from galaxies near and far, and boogers from around the world. You are indeed listening to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very undead co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, we have a new intro. I know. I know. I want to thank Coyote. I want to thank Coyote for being a part of that. I love it. Me too. This show is apparently so good, it needs two themes. Yes. Two themes. Yes, it does. We're just that good. <laughs> We're that good. Well, welcome all of you. Thank you for tuning in to our little show. We know you have a lot of options when it comes to your time. We are very grateful that you have chosen to spend a little of your time with us here on our little show in our little neck of the woods, our cozy neck of the woods. Faith, it's been an interesting couple of weeks here at the radio station hasn't it it has yes so a few weeks ago if you've been listening to the show regularly you might remember that it was two about two months ago we did an episode on the movie them and that's with an exclamation mark isn't it face so say it properly for the listeners out there them them and we Mm -hmm. paired that with the movie matinee and as uh, as always, that episode is available wherever podcasts are found. There's a shameless plug. We've been doing that a lot here recently we because have. we have quite a back catalog. Do you have any shame about it, though? I have no shame, Faith. Yeah, I didn't None think whatsoever. So. I do this show, don't I? I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> so during that episode, WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio, they decided that they were going to get into business with this guy called Pat the Tuna. Now... If you haven't heard that episode, we're going to play you a bit from that. It was a bumper preview for his show that he had here in Cozy Corner. We got in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. And when I say we got in trouble for it, Faith and I didn't get in trouble for that because we were never behind this idea. In fact, we we said no. Like right. We had a station meeting and they said, hey, we're going to play these bumpers for the Pat the Tuna show on your show. And we said, we don't want any part of that. And they said well, we can fire you. And I said, well, you're not even paying us. And I can't speak for faith, but this show is all I have. Mm-hmm. 
Faith, do you have anything in your life? Nope. <laughs> no goodness. It's all darkness and 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 more darkness, yes. and it's an abyss mm-hmm. that you listeners out there will just never know the depths of. I hope you never know the depths of the darkness that we're mm-hmm. talking I about here. But, but we have nothing, okay? We have we have nothing except for this show. And they said, well, we're going to take the show away from you. And said, well, we'll play the Pat the Tuna bumpers. So what happened was we played these bumpers, and the station got in trouble with the FCC for some morality thing. They're pretty awful. They were really pretty awful. Pretty awful, yeah. Yeah. What did you think of them when we when they were played? Oh, I didn't even want to hear them. I, it was offensive to me. Yeah. And I have a really good sense of humor. I was going to say, it takes a lot to be offended. Right. I'm not a prude. Faith, you, you know I'm not a prude. I know yeah. you're not a prude. Like... Like, you know, we have to tone it down here on the radio, you know, because right. we have potty mouths. I mean, we we swim in a sea of filth and profanity on a daily basis. And, well, these offended us. And we're going to go ahead and play one. So in case you didn't hear these when they originally aired, and like, like we said, they're available in that episode. Faith, what's the name of that movie? Them. Them with the exclamation mark. <laughs> and the matinee show available wherever podcasts are found. So here's one of them that got us in trouble with the FCC. And so we'll play this, and then we're going to tell you what's happening here at the station because of this. So, Faith, you ready? I am ready, I All right. think. All right, here we go. So this is a Pat the Tuna bumper. Hey, WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio proudly presents Pat the Tuna Goes Out West. Hey, excuse me. Do you have any 20-gallon hats? Sorry, sir. We only have 10-gallon hats. I really need a 20-gallon hat. Why do you need a 20-gallon hat? To cover my huge wang. Ew. Tune in to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio for a patatuna. It's my name and what you should do. Faith, you have a look on your face right now. You're cringing. <laughs> yeah. That is terrible. God. And then she asked me, well, if we got hit by sanctions with, from the FCC, why are you playing it on the show? And I said, well, what are they going to do? Fine us more than they already have? You know, what are they going to do? Fire us? <laughs> so <laughs> so that was the one of the offensive clips. Mm-hmm. And so what we've had to do here to pay these hefty fines, we have resorted at WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. We are now selling things mail order. Here on the station, we're going to be selling them, letting you know these products that we're selling. We have become retail here on the Late Night Friday. Pretty much. Pretty much. I would love to tell you that these are awesome products, but they're not really. They're, they're okay. So first up, we have, we're hawking these pretty hardcore here on the Late Night Friday. We have Keanu Reeves Glow-in-the-Dark Candles. That's wow. right. Literally, it's a John Wick. It's a Keanu Reeves glow-in-the-dark candle. These things are going for five ninety nine. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's a good deal for a glow-in-the-dark Keanu Reeves candle, which which really bears the question: if it's a glow-in-the-dark candle, why do you need to light it? <laughs> right. But it's a Keanu Reeves 
glow-in-the-dark candle. They're available in Ted Theodore Logan from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. They're available in Neo from The Matrix, and they are available in John Wick. And let me tell you something. The John Wick glow-in-the-dark piano candle kind of looks like Jesus a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. You've seen them, Faith. I mean, I've got one right here. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Kind of looks. see it. Kind of looks like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So... Five ninety nine. Send your cash check or mail order. Mail order. Your cash check or money order. Money order. For money order. The candle for for the Keanu Reeves glow in the dark candle. You have your choice of Ted Theodore Logan, Neo, or John Wick. Does anybody do money orders anymore? Well, I guess we'll find out. This is this is the dire straits that we find ourselves in. <laughs> cash check or money order send that to wkmf cozy corner public radio right here in cozy corner and we have people here at the station waiting to take you order now we are not taking orders but we have people standing by to take orders that is where we're at now and we will have some more great items to mention throughout the show but faith you know what we have a little bit of business to get to don't we we do faith what time is it it is time for the news it is time for the news Shasta Wick of Holy Smoke Vape Shop here in Cozy Corner will be hosting her very first fashion show in the parking lot of Hooters during Bite Night next Wednesday. She will be showing off her one-of-a-kind leather vest collection for all vest enthusiasts alike. She has left note with us that if you buy at least one vest, you can choose one new sample size vape flavor of your choosing. The flavors include Pickled Pig's Feet, Swamp Monster, Skunk Spray, and Wet Fart. This is a one-night event that I'm sure you do not want to miss. Wedding bells are in the air and possibly an end to the eternal struggle. Evelyn Dark, the niece of Cozy Corner Mayor Lucius Morningstar and a member of the Cozy Corner Society of Dark Wizards, recently tied the knot with Paxton Midnight, the head of the Society of Dark Wizards of Cozy Corner. Mayor Morningstar said that yes, the marriage has brought about a more civil union between the two groups and there may just be peace in our time, as long as those hangdangs quit acting like total salamander scales. Nick Nightfoot, Cozy Corner's very own charity-loving amputee, was arrested last night for assault at Chicken Strips, the gentleman's club that also specializes in chicken wings. Nick was accused of hitting one of the main dancers, Justice Beaver, with a giant spicy drumstick as hands and leaving wing sauce in unfortunate places for the dancer. Nightfoot apologized and said it was a total accident before being escorted out of the building. Justice Beaver will certainly have beaver fever for a few days. Well, we've been on the air for seven months, and Robert England has still not been on the show. We still love you, Robert, but seriously, come on the show. And that's the news. Well, Faith, this seems as good a place as any to take a break, doesn't it? It sure does. It sure does. When we get back, we are going to be talking about the classic 1931 Universal Monster movie, Dracula, starring the one, the only, the incomparable Bella Lugosi. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side with more great products to hawk to you here from WKMF in Cozy Corner. Coyote, take us away. 
This is a coyote. Dan and Faith will be back in just a few after these messages from our sponsors. You are listening to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and howl at the moon. Ow! Nouveau Shaman, the new fragrance by Cage. A unique blend of chest hair, weirdness, strangeness, and one Academy Award. Nouveau Shaman. Nouveau Shaman, the scent that will rip your face off. Nouveau Shaman. Nouveau Shaman by Cage. Available in fine fragrance stores in Cozy Corner and around the world. Hey there, fellow podcast listeners. This is Charles with the podcast Mysterious AF. If you like watching paranormal documentaries and picking them apart with a friend while having a lot of booze, we have a podcast for you. Mysterious AF is a weekly podcast where Celeste and I review documentaries about any and all weird stuff. Alien sex? Check. Bigfoot? Check. Slow-mo walking while aggressive rock music plays? Double check. You can find us on Facebook at Mysterious AF and Instagram at Mysterious underscore AF underscore podcast. We also love hearing stories and sharing them. So if you have a strange tale, email it to us at MysteriousAFPodcast at gmail.com. Until then, stay mysterious. She was a hooker with a heart of gold. I'm a hooker with a heart of gold. Until someone started killing her hooker friends. Someone's killing all my hooker friends. She wants justice. I want justice. In order to get justice, she's going to have to swallow hard and go down to Gag City. Gag City. Tiana Westbrook in Gag City. Available now on Cozy Corner After Dark. Here on the Late Night Fright, only on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am the Coyote, and here are your hosts, Dan and Faith. Thank you for the lovely introduction, Coyote. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And you are indeed listening to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF. Cozy Corner Public Radio and Faith, we have a good one tonight, don't we? Yes, we do. We're talking about the classic 1931 Universal Monster movie, Dracula, starring Bela Lugosi. In a lot of ways, this is the one that kind of started it all. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into it in just a second. But those Keanu Reeves glow-in-the-dark candles are going, and we have another product to offer you. 
These are Kruger Fire Roasted Nuts. That's right. You heard it correctly. Kruger Fire Roasted Nuts. Of course, that is our good friend Freddy Kruger. That is his company, Kruger Co. You may have heard them on several of our shows. All of those shows are available wherever podcasts are found. Another shameless plug <laughs> for our back catalog. And Faith, we have no shame here, do we? Not one bit. So apparently these Kruger Fire Roasted Nuts have a salty flavor, and they also have the bitter aftertaste of the anger of, or the anger of parents' vengeance is what it says here? Yes. So these are going, you get a little tin of these. It's a 100-calorie pack, so, you know, health is important. Mm -hmm. These are going for $3.99. Send your cash check or money order to WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio, right here in Cozy Corner in the United States of America, Faith. That's correct. That is correct. So, as we said, we are going to be talking about the classic movie Dracula, but you may have heard a little bumper there before we came back. Speaking of Freddy Krueger. Little song we have. Yep. Little, I like that song. Little plea. <laughs> little little question. An open <clears throat> excuse me, an open invitation. It chokes me up thinking about it. <laughs> that we've been doing this show for seven months and Robert England has not been on the show yet. And we've asked. We've written. We haven't called because we don't have a number, but <laughs> Oh, if we did. We've sent emails. We'd call. We've written we've written handwritten letters. To him. I've sent him an Instagram message. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think he just hasn't gotten those messages. That's why. It, it, it shows it hasn't been seen yet. So. It just hasn't been seen yet. <laughs> he just hasn't looked yet. But uh, when you mention Robert England, though, it is important because there's a pantheon of horror stars and there's not a lot of names in horror. You know, there's mm -hmm. when you say, Faith, when I say to you, horror movie stars, you know, who are the who are the guys? He's really one of the first ones. He's the first one. That pops into my Jamie head. Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. pops in. Christopher Lee. Yeah. Peter Cushing. Boris Karloff. I mean. And the guy, he just said his name. Yeah. The guy we're going to be talking about tonight. Say it again. Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. He plays the title role in the movie that we are going to be talking about. And that movie is indeed 1931's Universal Monster Movie Classic, Dracula. Faith, you had not seen this movie, had you? I had not. What did you think of this movie? Oh, my goodness. I don't know why it took me so long to see this movie. It's, yeah, I loved it. It's beautiful. It's a fantastic it's, movie. I can see why it's a classic and it's timeless. I mean, yeah. beautiful movie, wonderful movie. It's, it's, it's an amazing movie. It came out in 1931. This movie is almost 90 years 88 old. 88 years old, yeah. And it still looks and feels amazing, oh, doesn't it? It does. So let's give a little backstory on this. Dracula is, of course, based on the gothic horror novel by Bram Stoker. And that novel is sort of based on Vlad Tepish, better known as Vlad the Impaler. He, he denied that. Bram Stoker did. He was aware of him, but he says he based it more on European folklore with Nosferatu, the vampire. So there is a now lost 1921 film called Dracula's Death that featured this character, but was an original piece of fiction. And more famously, there is the German film by F.W. Murnau starring Max Schreck called Nosferatu. We're going to do that film on the show at a later date. Um, Mrs. Stoker did not pay much attention to Bram's work when he was alive, but she sure did start paying attention once he died and his royalties were her <laughs> sole source of income. So she brought a lawsuit against that film and the courts ruled that all of the prints of the movie be destroyed. 
Thankfully, they were not, and they still exist. And you can watch Nosferatu on YouTube. It's in the public domain. It is a wonderful, wonderful film and a very good adaptation. So Dracula was a successful stage play and starred one Hungarian actor named, go ahead, Faith, what's his name? Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi was in the title role. Universal Studios saw great potential in the property and saw it as a big-budget vehicle for Lon Chaney Sr., he died in 1930 before they could make the movie that opened it up, and the rest is is history. Mm-hmm. And I think we got the right guy. I think so too. In this role, so you said you liked it. I what did. did what did you like about this movie? I like the way it feels. I like the way it looks. I love Bela Lugosi. He absolutely dominates every scene that he's in. He just. He's kind of mesmerizing. He's He casts a, a very heavy spell, doesn't he? Yes. Let's talk about Bela Lugosi. He was born October 20th, 1882. He was Hungarian. By all accounts, he was a very, very nice man. He had real stage presence, didn't he? Absolutely. He When he's on screen, he's the guy that you want to watch mm-hmm. on screen. One of my biggest complaints about this movie, and I really, really like this movie... I feel like this movie drags a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And it drags for me when he is not on screen. Exactly. And there's another reason for that is because this movie very much feels like a stage play. Yes. And it was indeed adapted from a very successful stage play. But it does have some limitations as a film. I think 1931's Frankenstein is a better movie, movie. than Dracula. But this is a this is a thing to see. It it's so well done. It is. It's so well done. So let's kind of let's kind of give a synopsis here. It's pretty simple. I think everybody basically knows the story of Dracula. Uh, Mr. Renfield is going to Dracula's castle in Transylvania to finalize the deal on Carfax Abbey. He is bitten by Dracula and becomes his servant. So. Dracula comes over to London and Dracula creates uh, havoc for the Sewards and for <laughs> Dr. Abraham Van Helsing played lovely in a lovely way by Mr. Edward Van Sloan, one of my favorite actors of all time. He was great in these old booger movies and he pops up in this movie. He also played Dr. Waldman in 1931's Frankenstein. He was in 1932's The Mummy and he reprised his role as Van Helsing in Dracula's Daughter, a sequel to this movie. And he was wonderful and everything he was a dutch actor and he was also in the stage play of dracula so he was a guy that got to come and do this on the screen but so dracula comes over van helsing kind of susses him out and then they kind of have their battle it is a little tedious at times to watch but it is always fun to watch Mm -hmm. so let's go through this movie kind of kind of beginning middle and end starts off with the great dwight fry playing renfield what did you think of dwight fry here because I have nothing but lovely things to say about Me Dwight too. Fry. Me too. I, I love him. He's definitely one of my favorite aspects of the whole movie. He brings um, he brings a little something different, a little lightness to it, you know? He brings um, he brings a crazy, wild-eyed madness to this. And uh, it's nice to see him uh, to kind of A-B the performances of Dwight Fry and Frankenstein mm-hmm. and then this. And he's wonderful in that. He's also wonderful in 1935's Bride of Frankenstein. He has a role similar to the Hunchback Assistant. He's a little, it's a little different, but he was great and a very interesting character, was a very well-respected musician and, and got his 
made his bucks as an actor, and I think he was very good. And the thought that was going through my head as I was watching this movie was how great Dwight Fry would have been as the Joker in a Batman movie. That's a good thought. Because he has those wild eyes and that, mm-hmm. and that big toothy grin. Yeah, I see. Maybe that's what I was kind of going toward in my head because I was watching like, what would he be good at? So there was something about him that he, he brought something to the screen that I was like, what, what, what am I imagining him doing? That's a good, I can see him as a Joker. He had a very unique intensity mm-hmm. to him, a unique kind of brand of craziness. Yeah. And I firmly believe that he is crazy. You know, in this in this movie. Yeah. So he goes to the castle and here we get the really kind of iconic stuff in this movie. And what did you think about that first third of the movie that takes place in the castle? That was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. I think everything from the set to the lighting to everything that was happening. I loved every minute of it. It's got such atmosphere and you can feel the dirt and those cobwebs hanging. The set design on this is amazing. It is. And. You, you get your first glimpse of Lugosi with that hand, and then you see him, and he's coming towards you in the screen. We're going to talk a little bit more about Lugosi in detail when we when we get to him, but we did an episode on the Star Trek Space Seed episode, uh, which features Ricardo Montalban as Khan. What do you think of Lugosi's presence? Because Montalban up until this point is the guy that's had the most presence for me. Out of anything that we've done on this show, Monal Bond as Khan draws you in and keeps you there. And he does it in a very still kind of way. What was your impression of Monal Bond as Khan? Oh, I loved him. I'm, I totally agree with you. He absolutely captures every moment he's in. And I texted you when I was watching Dracula. I said, think about Monal Bond as Khan when you're watching Lugosi. So here from the very beginning... What were you thinking about Lugosi as Dracula when we first see him in this movie? I was I was comparing him to Khan. Just his presence and his... He just... Everything about him. His stature. His... The way he moves. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this out. His eyes. Faith likes to talk about <laughs> eyes. And I, I completely agree with her. You know, there's that old saying that the eyes are the gateway to the soul. You know, and right. there's certain actors that we've talked about on this show... Michael Keaton being one of them. Mm-hmm. When I think of eyes, I think of Michael yeah. Keaton. Uh, Robert England in the Freddy, full Freddy yes. drag. Uh, I know there's another one that we mentioned just had, had has those I'm eyes, sure. that intensity of... that just that just comes through. Dwight Fry has that, he does. you know, as, uh, as Renfield here. But Bella Lugosi, there's a, he's almost like a piece of steel, mm-hmm. you know. His movements are very deliberate. Yes, and you can see the theatricality in those movements because he was a trained stage actor. And as we said, this is coming off of a stage play. He'd been doing this on stage. Right. And this movie does feel like a stage play at times. For me, except for this first third of the movie, which feels like an actual movie. It does. It's very cinematic. It does. And something about him, he just draws you in and holds you there. That's, I think I put that in my notes that he just... You want to just stare at him. Like, you want to just pause it. I think I did a few times. just paused it and just looked at him. Because he, like, almost just just captivates you. I don't know. He, he's incredible the way he looks. 
One of our uh, regular listeners, and she's become a very good friend of the show and of Faith and myself. Her name is Jordan. She goes by the Instagram handle Four Dollar Sushi. She is she's wonderful. She actually did some art for us. If you've probably seen that, as we've been promoting the show, and we're going to use it as the uh, uh, picture for this show. Mm-hmm. And she's she's wonderfully talented, wonderful girl. We we both want to adopt her yes. she, she's awesome <laughs> and she thinks of us as friends and we think of her as friends and she loves bella lugosi and she thinks that bella lugosi is bay as she told me one <laughs> night via uh, uh instant message on instagram and uh he was a good looking guy what do you think of him is he, was he a really good looking guy i would i mean he's not terrible looking in this i think he is i, I think there's something about the way he looks that i think he's attractive it's very interesting. Let's get into it because part of the vampire lore is the sexual kind of magnetism. There's a sexual aspect to the vampire. Uh, a lot of vampire lore was established by Bram Stoker in this. And one of the things that he was talking about in the novel was, uh, I'm trying to think of the best word for it, but kind of invasion of foreigners coming into Britain. And you can see that in this mm-hmm. movie. You have this foreign man coming in. And then what happens is there's that sexual aspect to the vampire going into the bedroom and the piercing nature of the fangs right. and such a fluid exchange. I mean, literally fluid literally. exchange. Yeah. And uh, so there's a sexual aspect to the vampire. And for me, Lugosi has a sexual predatory nature to him in this movie. He, I believe he understood what this character right. rep- represented. Exactly. And I think that really comes through on the screen. And mm. he's magnetic, man. He is, he, there is something so terrifying about him. And I was watching this and this is one, I've said this on the show before that I, my gateway into horror movies were these old universal movies. And this one was the only one that scared me when I was a kid. Cause they didn't scare me. I just right. enjoyed watching this one. He scared me as Dracula. And the funny thing is, I don't know if you know this, they never show him with fangs. True. He doesn't have the fangs. What was it about him that scared you being a kid? The eyes. The eyes. That, that slow, deliberate movement in the way he, he'd do those His hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I could see that for sure. But um, as I said, the sexual thing is there. He's got that sexual magnetism. And a co-star of his said on a film he did for Columbia after this because they didn't want to pay him to play the vampire, even though this was a wildly successful movie. So he went and made his money <laughs> elsewhere playing a vampire. And they said, she said he was one of the most attractive men she'd ever met, but he had that sexual magnetism. And she said it wasn't something that he capitalized. It wasn't, um, she said he was one of these guys that would just walk into a room and just, you, you looked at him, right? you know, I, I don't see it. You know, looking at him, but I can see it. I see it. Yeah. I think there's something, too, about just, I think his height, the way he, his build and everything about him. I don't know. I think that there's a look to him that just, he has presence to him. So, I mean, I I wanted to look at him the whole time. That's the thing. He has presence, (laughs) Uh you know. And we talked about Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider, you know, in the first movie, you know, when Ghost Rider's on screen, you're missing Cage. Right. And in this movie, when he's not on screen, you're missing Dracula. I was kind of sliding over the little fast forward thing, like, okay, which next, like, where's he going to be at again? You and know what I mean? He's, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> you you want to see him again. He's, like, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, Bela Lugosi was, a, was an interesting guy. 
he uh, Hungarian born. They said he uh, enjoyed his red wine and he also drank Hungarian sulfur water a lot during the day. And they said it would you know give him a little off putting smell. So it's probably a good thing that he was a good looking guy. <laughs> But um, as we said, he is one of the the names in horror. He is one of the founding fathers of this genre. And Dracula in 1931 is the first supernatural talking picture, which is amazing. He's the guy. Now, it's a talking picture. And let's talk about the way that he talks because he talks with this broken Hungarian English in this broken Hungarian English. I think it's a wonderful part of the character. I was going to say, I think it adds a little bit of character to the character. What do you, what what else do you think about it? I, I think, you know, it's become part of the iconography of the character that yeah. very slow delivery, you know. It's and it's creepy when you th- I mean <laughs> it's off-putting, you yeah. know, that that cadence is off-putting because normal people have a you know, dot mm-hmm. dot dot dot, you know, and he has you never know. It's it's this left-field curve that he throws you exactly. with. Exactly. With the way he talks. Now, some people say that's because he wasn't a native English speaker and was having to enunciate. I I don't know. I couldn't find anything one way or the other. But it really works for him here. And it's amazingly enough, the thing that works for him here is what hindered him later in his career because they thought he couldn't play different roles because he was typecast as, as Dracula. And how great he is here. Isn't that a travesty, though? Yeah. I mean. It's travesty. It really is. That's terrible. So... When I say Bella, who's the other name you think of? Boris Karloff? Yes. Boris Karloff? I was thinking so, of somebody in this movie. My bad. So that's okay. <laughs> so Bella was uh, going to play Frankenstein in the next movie and because Frankenstein was next up on the docket. And they offered him the role of the monster and he turned it down because it was just a brute. It wasn't what right. the Karloff movie became. But then he said, uh, well, I'd like to play Dr. Frankenstein. They're like, are you crazy? The way that you talk? You know? <laughs> it is alive you know i think do you think he would have been a good dr frankenstein possibly i, I mean I, I could see it possibly what about you do you think so oh totally i think bella could have done anything you know and speaking of that you know we've talked about this on the show for these older horror actors like we talk about the most modern role of freddy krueger where you need an actor in that role uh-huh. and i've said Boy, I could see Karloff playing Freddy Krueger with those eyes. I take that back. I think Bella Lugosi would have been the ideal choice for Freddy Krueger, just with the movement and that size he had yeah. and those eyes. Oh, my goodness. The eyes. Welcome to my nightmare. That, I, don't, I don't know if it would have worked, but <laughs> it would have been something. But So Bella and Boris, so he turned down Frankenstein. Karloff famously became the monster, became a horror icon himself. And they were in competition with each other. And... Sarah Karloff, Karloff's daughter, and Bella Jr. said that both men had a great respect for each other and admiration, and they never said a disparaging word about the other, And even though they were in direct competition. They were in eight movies together. So the point I'm making is this rivalry that existed when I was a kid between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone in the 80s has its roots in the uh, 1930s and 40s with Bella Lugosi (laughs) and (laughs) Boris Karloff. So, And... um, Irony of ironies, uh, the Universal Monster movies got sold as a TV package in 1950, let's see, 56 or 7. It was called Shock Theater. And Bella Lugosi was going to be the host of Shock Theater. So the baby boomers, like our parents and grandparents, grew up watching these movies on television. And he would have been the host. And 
he passed away right after he signed the deal. Oh, he wasn't no. able to do it. So, and they said, you know, it made Karloff in demand and Karloff started, be- became a star again, mm-hmm. you know, and Bella, um, they said he would have been on top. He would have topped Karloff had he been the host <laughs> of Shock Theater. And a little bit of trivia, Bella Lugosi was in the first horror movie that Christopher Lee saw. Really? Yes, that movie is called The Dark Eyes of London and... Christopher Lee was going to play Dracula eight times and has nothing but great things to say about Lugosi's portrayal. The funny thing is, Bella only played him twice. He yeah. played him in Dracula and he played him in the uh, Abbott and Costello meet Dracula. And Christopher Lee made a great point in a documentary I watched. He said, you know, you know, Nate, who's the actor who played Dracula? And you always say Bella Lugosi, <laughs> you know. And I'm on record on this show as saying the Monster Squads, uh, Duncan Rieger is my favorite performance as of Dracula on the big screen. It is my favorite. This is the best, though. Yeah, I think. Where do you, where do you rank Bella's uh, Dracula in the, in the uh, pantheon of just vampires and and Dracula? After seeing this, he's pretty yeah. high up. I think, like I said, taking his presence and all that stuff in this, I think I don't know. Right now, he's my favorite. He's wonderful. You know, my father had asked me before, earlier. He's like, "Oh, what are y'all, what are y'all doing tonight?" And um, I said, "We're doing Dracula." He's like, "Oh, Christopher Lee." It's like, no. <laughs> right. So that's where he stands. Those on are the that. two guys. So, so you know, people. And Gary Oldman was really good, and there's a lot of guys who are really great uh, yeah. as Dracula. But he's the gold standard by which you judge every other Dracula. And I think I can, like I said, I can't say enough good things about Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Oh, this is the him. one that started it all. You know. Yeah. And uh, John Carradine was a great Dracula, but this, and, and he's not, Bella's Dracula is not like the novel. John Carradine's is closest in appearance, and Gary Oldman's is, is closest to the actual source material, but there's something just really great about this. He doesn't even have to be intimidating or creepy. You know, you don't even see really any violence from him during the whole movie, but there's still the, just the way that he moves, the way, that hand that comes out. He's awesome. He's amazing. The movie's great, as we said. It does drag a little. So we get to the middle section where he gets to London, and there's Mina and Lucy and Dr. Seward and Renfield is in the the asylum. And what we do here is you get away from Dracula for a little while, Mm -hmm. but you do meet Dr. Van Helsing, played by Edward Van Sloan, who, as I've said, I love Edward Van Sloan. I love him as Van Helsing. What did you think of Edward Van Helsing in Edward Van Van Sloan, (laughs) who will forever be remembered as... Van Helsing. <laughs> what, what did you think of him? Because Van Helsing is the Batman to Dracula's Joker. I mean, these two, Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes, you know, the great villain and hero, you know, uh, pairings of all time. This is one of the best. So what did you think of uh, Edward Van Helsing in this movie? <laughs> I loved him. He was definitely, again, one of my favorite parts of this movie uh, besides Bella. And um, I loved their... their what do you, uh, rivalry in this him yeah van helsing figuring it out yes. what he is you know i like uh, that he wasn't closed-minded to certain things you know at this time period you just nailed it <laughs> because van helsing is a little nutty yeah <laughs> and i was i was on the rewatch for the show i was noticing how nutty he really kind of is oh i noticed it <laughs> yeah because it had been a while since i'd seen it all the way through and i went Oh, he's nuts because Peter Cushing said famously, Peter Cushing played Van Helsing to Christopher Lee's Dracula. And Peter Cushing, we love Peter Cushing here on the show. And Peter Cushing said there's something very off about a man who puts stakes and crucifixes in a bag and then goes off about his work, you know. (laughs) And I guess maybe that was in the back of my mind when I was watching this. And I went, he's nuts. Like, 
Like this dude's nuts. Like, you know, the scientific community doesn't like him. You know, right. like I get that idea that he's, he's ostracized by them because, you know, of his ideas on Nasrato, you know, <laughs> and, but the way that he susses it out, you know, the investigative quality. And then when he steps to him and starts, you know, uh, you know, Count Dracula, would you look into this mirror, please? Exactly. You know, and you hit the nail on the head because the quality, what's the word I'm looking for? The quality that uh, uh, Edward Van Sloan brings here, an intellectual kind of nuttiness to it, you know, yeah. almost like Christopher <laughs> Lloyd in Clue, you know, as <laughs> Professor Plum. I can see Christopher Lloyd playing Van Helsing, you know. Yeah. But um, the uh, the quality he brings, and then you put that quality up against Bella's Dracula, and it's just, and the standoff scene is my favorite thing in this movie, when he tells him, you know too much, Van mm-hmm. Helsing, you know, even in Transylvania, we know of you, you know, wonderful stuff, just great stuff, and the movie kind of gets a jolt of energy when they, when they meet, yes. and when it comes out that he's a vampire, and... I love that moment when Bella tells him when he's leaving the room and Van Helsing knows he's looked in the mirror and, and he's, you know, then you know, he goes, I must take my leave. Van Helsing will explain why, you know, mm-hmm. why about the mirrors. And it's wonderful stuff. It's high drama. It is. Yeah. That's why they put it on on the uh, stage. <laughs> exactly. Stage. I, I still, and I hate saying that about this movie because it's really wonderful. It, it just, it has a little bit bit of a lull to it just a little bit a yeah. little bit and and i was watching it and it's not a long movie it's about 71 minutes mm-hmm. i think is what it comes to it's not it's no more than 80 minutes and there was a little bit where i was looking at how much longer is left here because i was kind of doing bell is off of screen for like 15 minutes yeah. or so that's what i was saying earlier i was kind of searching for him a little bit i was like you know when are we gonna that's the exciting moments i was wanting back on my screen so I was kind of searching for him just a little bit. And amazing because here's a guy with no makeup on, no fangs. I put just, that in my notes, too. He needs no makeup, no special effects, and he's incredible looking. 80 years on, and he's still the gold standard by which we judge Dracula. And we're nope. still talking. Dracula is still relevant today, you know. Exactly. And the novel itself with the uh, with what they call the invasion you know, of the foreigner. And you see this, you know, on our southern border here and you see it all over Europe. You know, this is still a relevant story. Yep. So let me ask you this. Let's, let's uh, have a little fun. Where, where does the vampire rank on your mythical monsters creature list? That's a good question, because up until seeing this, I'm not a big vampire person, but Maybe Bella changed that just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know where I would rank him, though, to be honest. I really don't know. I, I really like the vampire. Um, I think I like the idea of what they've done with vampires. I don't like what they're doing now with vampires. It kind of turns you off a little bit. Right. You know. It's kind of, you know, it went from being Bram Stoker being the influence to Anne Rice being the influence. And now, you know, you have the Twilight influence, uh, which I know a lot of people like those aren't vampires and they're really not. But uh, but I feel like, yeah, but they, they still say they're, you know, air quoting vampires. But I feel like you've lost that dark gothness to them. And at its heart, the vampire is a gothic horror right. creature. And you know. if you're going to just say, do you like the gothic vampires? I love them. Yeah. But just you have to take out. You cannot. I can't compare it to days. <laughs> okay, well, this this is great. What do you think are the recipes for a great vampire character? You know, uh, uh, character. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna compare Bella. I mean, I think you have to have that that structure of just who you are, 
how you stand, yeah, how you that move. Sexual energy, yeah. It's a sexual. I think you have to be tall. Energy. I think you yeah. have to be a little taller. Yeah, you know, I think it's all about presence. And why do you think vampires scare us? I have an idea on this. What's your idea? My idea is, is you know, we're all after the Holy Grail. We're all after eternal life. And here's these creatures that have eternal life. You know, they they sleep all day and they party all night. It's a kiss song. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want to rock and roll. <laughs> You know, and and they're and they don't die. Right. You know, and and we're we're terrified of death. We all are. Right. All of us are. No matter if you say, you know, we are because we don't know. Right. You know when it's coming or what it's going to be like. And here's these creatures who found a loophole. And <laughs> and you know, but it's awful. The what they have to do to, to maintain right. that. You know. And uh, but you know that sexual aspect too. We love that. We all love that. Right. We all we all think in the gutter. We all do. <laughs> True. I do it. You do it. True. I know for a fact I do it. <laughs> I can't. I can't speak to anybody else. But um, 1931 Dracula. This is one that started it all. I mean, this is you know one of the first great horror movies yeah. outside of uh, 1925's you know, Phantom of the Opera. And there's some other ones in there, but the ones when you go early horror movies, you go Dracula, exactly. you know, Dracula, Frankenstein, Phantom of the Opera, and uh, I, I really like this movie. I liked it more on this rewatch than I did the last time I watched it. And I just was picking up some things. So uh, do you have any other thoughts on, on this movie that you, or things that you noticed that you'd like to bring up? I would like to talk about, we talked about the set and stuff, but the lighting of this movie and how crisp and clean and the contrast. I had texted you that um, I showed my sister. I didn't tell her what it was. I was like, look at this movie. And um, I was like, what, what's the age of this? I said, how old is this? And she's like, I think this is a trick question because you said how old. So it's probably newer. It's like, this is almost 90 years old. The, <laughs> she was like, wow. The digital version of this looks absolutely amazing. It's, it's stunning. It's breathtaking. Yeah, it really is. It looks new. I mean. It looks new. There is nothing on there that makes me think, wow, this is 90 years old. I mean. Right. And and we failed to mention the third part where they hunt Dracula and they go and they get him in uh, Carfax Abbey. That set design, that big spiral staircase that mm-hmm. goes up and the lighting in there and, and, and the creepy crawly nature of that. And, of course, then Van Helsing stabs him through the heart. And yep. um, one of my other complaints, too, with the movie is they don't really say why he's coming over to London. I sussed out that, like, he's coming for fresh blood, I think, is what yeah. I get. But I, I would have liked that to be a little more... A little prevalent, more clear, yeah. a little more pre- prevalent, but I it it does not take away from the enjoyment <laughs> of it. And uh, and then his death, of course, happens off screen because of you know codes they had in that <laughs> day because they couldn't be too gory. But you hear him scream, and that yeah. really bothered that, me. Let's say that that was kind of enough to yeah to that get was, you. Yeah, Bella could do a death scene like nobody's business, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> He was he was absolutely wonderful, and uh, you know I don't know that he could have played the Frankenstein monster like Karloff did. I don't think Karloff could have played Dracula. No. So they each have their their, their lanes. Yeah. Yeah. Now the movie Dracula was kind of remade in 1932's The Mummy. It's a lot of the same stuff. We're gonna be doing that one on the show very Good. soon with Karloff, and I think that's a better movie than this. You know, if this was just a little more cinematic, I think it would just be, like, right over the top, and this was... Yeah, like I said, if you would have kept that beginning of the movie going throughout right. the whole thing. Right. It would have... This was nominated for the AFI Greatest Movies Ever Made. Didn't make that 100 list, but it was it was nominated, and, and so it made a cut, and I'm, right. I definitely think it deserves it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is one of the most iconic movies ever made, and it's in the uh, National Film Registry. Which is the highest honor I believe the movie can get that oh. is deemed culturally significant. And this is definitely one of those things, one of the great cornerstones of the universal monster movie legacy. 
And we love them here, don't we? We sure do. We love them here on the Late Night Fright. So, Faith, I enjoy this movie. You do, too? I do, too. I would recommend this highly to anyone who has not seen it. I think uh, for just a film education, you need to see this movie. Uh, not just if you're a horror fan. If you're a film fan, you need right. to see this movie. This is one of the iconic performances of all time. And a pretty iconic movie. It's got some iconic moments in it yeah. with him. Yeah, just moving, as you said, looking. So uh, our old friend Coyote is with us. He is our announcer here on the show. Coyote, um, we have a new product that you're going to tell us about, and I'm I'm waiting to hear from it, this mail order thing that we're doing here on the show. Faith, are uh, you ready to hear it? Let's hear it. All right, Coyote, you are up, my man. Thank you, Dan. Have I got a deal for y'all? I got a 4LP set, 45 of your favorite 45s picked by yours truly, Coyote, and I have done some disc jockeying in my time. This record collection is $9.98. That's right, $9.98, not $9.99. If it was $9.99, it wouldn't be the deal it is at $9.98. You got all of my favorites on there. Unfortunately, though, we couldn't get the rights to these songs, so it is four LPs of silence. And isn't that what we're all after in this world? Send your cash, check, or money order to WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio, right here in Cozy Corner in the United States of America. Ow! Faith, I think I would like four LPs of silence. Me too. Yeah. I would love that actually. Uh, I would I would like it very much. So nine ninety eight, because nine ninety nine is not a deal. But nine ninety eight, that's a deal. You get four LPs of complete silence. Now they did the packaging already. <laughs> and he's he's right here on the cover looking, you know, smiling and uh, he's a he's a he's a groovy looking dude. Yes. The the coyote is. <laughs> Got that beard with a flex of gray. He's a great guy. We're glad to have him here with us. And we still have those Keanu Reeves candles, the glow in the dark Keanu Reeves candles. We also have the Kruger Fire Roasted Nuts. How much were the Kruger Fire Roasted Nuts going for? Three ninety nine and five ninety nine for the Canaries Glow Dark Candle. Mm-hmm. You of course get your choice of John Wick, Neo, or Ted Theodore Logan. Send your cash check or money order right here to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio in Cozy Corner. As Coyote so eloquently put it, right here in the United States of America, we're trying to pay off that awful FCC fine that we got for playing the. Pat the Tuna Bumper, and we have a we have a segment coming up after this that might get us in more trouble, but what are they going to do? Find us some more? Are they going to do fire us? I hope they don't fire us, because as we said, we don't have anything else. Yeah, we, no. we really don't have anything else. I but guess Faith, we'll have to come up with some different products to sell if anything happens. We might. Faith, um, the phone line is lighting up. Do you want to take a phone call? Let's do it. It's been a while since we took a phone uh, call. I know. I'm kind of scared. Let's take a phone call. <laughs> And uh, again, now we we did screen this call, so someone is not ordering anything from us because we're not taking the orders ourselves. But uh, here we go. You are on the late night fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner of Public Radio. What is on your mind tonight? The junior over here by the railroad tracks. Junior Walker. Junior Walker. No, Junior Watson. What the hell's up with your front pack of woods? I ordered my girl Shannon each one of them Canterbury's live candles ain't come in yet. Also, you're ruining the integrity of the show. I want my horror analysis unleaded, gee damn it. I don't want all these products being sold. When did you order the candle? Just now. Where was that some bitch? I'm gonna tell her it's Jesus. She loves Jesus. The candle kinda looks like Jesus. She ain't never gonna know it's Keanu. But I'll know. Get back to the horror movie, Jizz Wilds. Faith, we just got yelled at. 
on the radio. Gosh, somebody's aggressive. By an angry, angry redneck. (laughs) Angry redneck who is going to pass off a glow-in-the-dark can of Reeves candle available for $5.99. Send your cash check or money order here to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio right here in Cozy Corner in the United States of America. He's going to pass off the can of Reeves, I'm guessing the John Wick candle, as Jesus for his girlfriend, Shan Denise. Let me ask you this, Faith. Um, why did he call the radio station and say that? Because she could have been listening. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I think this is a great time to take a break, don't you? I think it is. I think it's a great time to take a break. But when we get back, we are going to take horror and sex. We're going to combine the two. We're going to see what comes out on the other side. What <laughs> do you think, Faith? Let's do it. You know, the, the vampire has, has inspired us. You know, the sexual nature of the vampire. <laughs> we're going to take horror and we're going to take sex. We're going to clap our hands just like God did when God <laughs> took chocolate and peanut butter, clapped the hands together and made the Reese's peanut butter cup. Yes. We're going to do that with horror and sex and we're going to see what comes out on the other side. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Coyote, take us away. This is the Coyote, and you have been listening to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF. Cozy Corner Public Radio, the Late Night Fright is hosted by Dan and Faith, and when we get back, we're going to have a little adult fun. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and howl at the moon. Ow! We'll be right back. Madame Hill's Juju Emporium, specializing in amulets, talismans, and spell books. Madame Hill's Juju Emporium, located on Sacred Burial Road next to King's Drive-In Theater. Madame Hill's Juju Emporium, Juju for you, you. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's what I like to call it, the interweb. www.latenightfright.com. And we are also on the gram. We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright Podcast. Or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien. You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. You got that right. We'll see you on the other side. This is Bobby. Host of Afterglow, the show that comes on after the late night fright. If you are getting it on, thinking about getting it on, or perhaps have just gotten it on, then Afterglow is the show for you. Join me as I play the best classic soul and R&B slow jams. My show is responsible for having made more babies than any show in the history of shows. Fact. My show is also responsible for having played the 1972 Tower Power classic, Still a Young Man, more than any show in the history of shows. Fact. Come get it on with me, Bobby, every Friday night after the late night fright. Afterglow. Love that, Bobby. Yeah, I know. WKMF cannot verify the validity of any claims made by Bobby, but we do urge you to listen to his show. Hey, Faith, you know what we have? What do we have? We have some original music from Cozy Corner. 
Do we now? We haven't had original music on the show in a while. Uh, I know. What do we have? Well, you know our friend Weird Gal? I do. Who did the Chum Together yes. song available on our first episode, Scream? Yes. You can get that wherever podcasts are found. Exactly. Shameless plug. Well, she has a friend, Weird Guy. Okay. So this is her pal, Weird Guy, and the Children of the Night doing a song called Dracula. Ooh, I cannot wait to hear this. Show specific. I like it. I like that they, uh, that they did this for us. Have you heard the song? I have not. I haven't either. I'm really looking forward to this. Me too. I hope it's catchy. I'm sure it will be. So here's a world premiere on the Late Night Fright. This is Weird Guy with Dracula. We'll see you on the other side. Pleased to bring you back to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. The Late Night Fright is hosted by Dan and Faith. They have been talking about the classic 1931 Universal Monster movie, Dracula. And now we're going to have some fun. Ow! Thank you, Coyote. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we are indeed going to have a little bit of fun. But first, uh, let's finish up our discussion of 1931's Dracula. Faith, you have some favorite things in this movie. 
Mm-hmm. Do you? You don't have any. Do you? I don't have a list. I just I really enjoy the movie. You know, usually if you've been following the show, we started a thing where we play the Lords of Horror and we try to appease the bloodthirst that they have because they demand sacrifice. This movie doesn't really, you know. No. Yeah, it's not a slasher pick, so there's not mm-hmm. blood, you know, to to offer to them. You don't see them. anybody. You don't see any blood. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we have something fun. I think you're going to enjoy out there. But Faith, you have some things you liked in this movie. You'd like to share. Just a few. We've already talked about some. I love that shadow scene with the mirror. Shadow scene, yes. Um, one thing we did not talk about: the opening scene with the music. Yes, the that music is the Swan incredible. Lake. That is Swan Lake. It's beautiful. Yes, and they use that same piece of music for Frankenstein's opening, and they didn't have a score for this mm-hmm. because it would have cost too much money. And in you 19- didn't need it. It. You took the words right out of my mouth because in 1999, composer Philip Glass put a score to this. And I've seen it with the score. Hmm. I bought the VHS, and I didn't realize it had the score in it, and I didn't like it. Like, it I took me out could, of yeah, it. I don't think I could picture it with one. I just don't feel like it, it needs it. I, I, it. This works very well as a silent, I say silent, but, you know, it's not a silent film, but it has roots in silent films. But right. it works very well without that score. So I'm glad I'm glad you noticed that, mm-hmm. because that was something that I've always noticed about this movie, the lack of yeah, music. Yeah, doesn't yeah. it? It's beautiful, the Swan Lake, the Tchaikovsky oh, at the beginning. Gorgeous. It's perfect. It's the perfect setup for this, mm-hmm. that, that heartbreak and that, that, that longing and that, and that darkness all in there and a little bit of light, too. So yeah. great. it was a great choice. Yes. We've pretty much talked about everything else that was in my favorites from the characters to Bella. I think we've covered it all. I want to add one more thing about Bella. In 1955, he checked himself into a... Um, state-run hospital he had become addicted to morphine because of a leg injury Hmm. and he realized he had a problem and he went and he got cured of that and i know he was very proud of that and i just want to say that i think that's an absolutely heroic thing that he did and he 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 died two years later the year after but he advocated for people if they needed to get help and you know this is uh 30 years before the betty ford center opened so you know what a what a man, you know, to, know, to do that, you know, what a, you know, I'm glad that he was able to enjoy the last part of his life, you know, right. not an addict. Exactly. You know, and I think it's absolutely working. He gave interviews. He was not shy about it. Right. He, he talked about it. I think it's absolutely. That's amazing. A, a neat part of his legacy. And he was disregarded in his life. You know, he was kind of written off as a has been, um, did some questionable work towards the end with Ed Wood. And that's the subject of a 1994 Tim Burton movie, Ed Wood. Uh, Martin Landau played Bella Lugosi and the irony of ironies, the guy who was written off, a guy won an Academy Award for playing him. <laughs> so isn't, oh, isn't that something, isn't That's that funny something. how the universe works? So Bella's great. I, I love him. I I love him. Wherever he is, I thank you for this great piece of art you Me left too. us, you know? And I know our friend $4 Sushi appreciates it, too. So we have we don't really have a name for this segment, do we? So as we said, we're going to take horror and sex kind of being inspired by the vampire, the sexual creature that the vampire is. We're going to take those and clap our hands together. And we've decided that we were going to come up with um, faith horror adult movies. Right. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, great horror-themed pornographic titles. We don't have stories for these. We just have we just have titles. Maybe we'll see if we can come up with a story you know, as they're introduced. Awesome. And we have with us our good friend Bobby D'Amato, who is the host of Afterglow, the show that comes on after the late night Friday. Of course, if you're Bobby, 
uh, you know, the late night fright is the show that comes on before Afterglow. But, you know, this is our show, so we get to say what we want to say. But um, <laughs> Bobby has a list that we agreed upon beforehand. He's going to read these and possibly offer some insights into them. And Faith and I are going to see if maybe we can come up with a story because we don't have any stories for these. No. And it's true that adult films do write themselves. So, you know. <laughs> All right. So, uh Bobby, welcome back to the Late Night Fright. Hey, you guys, it is really good to be back. I do indeed have the list. It is a good list. I approve of this list. I'm really excited to read it on the air. And, you know, the FCC, screw you. You can't get us in any more trouble than we are already. So we're going to do this. Adult Horror Films. You guys ready? Faith, you ready? I'm ready. Dan, are you ready? I am ready as I'm ever going to be, Bobby, for Adult Horror <laughs> Film titles. What is the first one on your list? The first one on my list is called Lady Dracula. Bobby, I see a little more there. Because Faith, Lady Dracula, that's, uh, you know. Uh, that could, yeah, that's, yeah, no. yeah. I am sorry, you guys. <laughs> I had a little too much of them wings and hooters tonight. It's called Lady Dracula Sucks. <laughs> that's kind of clever. It's plain <laughs> on the uh, vampire myth. Right. And, of course, the... Uh, common trope in the adult I think the story kind of writes itself. It kind of writes itself. <laughs> yeah, okay, let me see if I can take a stab at this. Okay, so like a young career vampire goes to Transylvania or like a young career girl, she goes to Transylvania, becomes a vampire and does people. I believe that is implied in the yeah. title, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up on the list, we got a movie called Artificial Insemination. That's a real thing, though. That's... <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is what I'm thinking with this one, because this was my throw-in. Okay, so, like, a robot becomes self-aware, right? It's a cyborg, like, oh, Schwarzenegger and Terminator, right? And he's, like, killing people, but he becomes self-aware. And you know what he does after he becomes self-aware? He does people. I'm going to guess that he does people. I'm, going, I'm with Faith on this one. <laughs> I'm with faith on this one. Hey, it's like you guys are reading my mind. I mean, this is like why we're like best friends. All right. Number three, we got boning in the boneyard. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Maybe like teenagers doing it in a cemetery. That's a guess. Yeah, or good. like, you know, reanimated corpses doing it in a cemetery. <laughs> I like the teenager. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that like people are going to be doing it in a cemetery in this movie. Yeah. Correct, you are, my friend. All right, this next one is called Rigor Mortis, A Tale of Hard Love. Can I, can I take a shot at this one? Go for it. Okay, this is about, like, coroners who, who do it. That's interesting. That's what I got for that one. All right. Yeah. And, like, you know, hard is... That's actually a clever title because hard is implied there, you know, Rigor Mortis, you know. I would hope it's not about, like, necrophilia or anything that's like what, that. That's what popped into my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're sick and twisted and sadistic. You host You host this show. So, of course, you're sick and twisted <laughs> and sadistic. Uh, let's see. Bobby, we have one more. This is possibly my favorite of the list. Faith, are you ready? I think so. All right, Bobby, take it away. All right, here we go. Monster dong. <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> Yeah, monster dong faith. What do you think? So is this a monster with a dong doing people or somebody creepy with a monster dong? It could be anything you want. <laughs> it could be both of those things. 
could be both of those things. It could be like the old monster rallies, like House of Frankenstein. You know, yeah. like we have all the monsters. You've got like a monster and with they just a all dong. Have their dongs out. Yeah, you've got a monster with a dong, and then you've got a creepier with like a monster dong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What if or there's like a- monsters with monster dongs, and they're just. What if there's like a dong transplant? <laughs> And like the creeper gets the the monster's dong, and like and like it gets like thrown all topsy turvy. That's interesting. That is very confusing. I do not know if I would enjoy that movie, but I can see the possibilities of that piece of cinema. Not that I watch anything like this at all. Mm. I'd also like to throw this out. I, I believe in faith. You had this idea earlier, uh, so this is really your idea that you, we would have to spell horror differently for these kinds of movies, wouldn't we, Faith? Yes. We'd have to put a. W. A w right in front of a it. W right there yeah. in front of it. I like the idea. <laughs> I like too. the idea. So we don't have a name for this segment. This is not something that we would do normally here on the late night fright, but we thought, you know, because you know, there's nothing to do with the Lords of Horror and appeasing their bloodthirst and you know, giving them sacrifices, we thought we'd have a little fun with the sexual nature of the vampire and Dracula and See if we could come up with some adult film horror titles. So there you go. I'm sure they are out there. I have no idea what those movies might be called. I'm not kidding, but uh, there you go. Well, Bobby, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, you guys. Thank you very much. Bobby, I mean, I was just coming in, you know, get ready to do my show, but I came in a little earlier to get my uh, Ted Theodore Logan Keanu Reeves glow in the dark candle. So uh, I'll see you guys a little later. And thank you so much for letting me play. You are very welcome, Bobby. Thank you so much. As we've said on the show already, we have Keanu Reeves' adult, not adult film. Oh, my word. Keanu Reeves' <laughs> glow-in-the-dark candles. These things get in your brain and they just stare. <laughs> For five ninety nine, send your cash check or money order to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio here in the United States of America. We have Kruger Fried Nuts for three ninety nine. No, and they're we- not fried. <laughs> Cougar burned nuts. No, they're fire roasted. Cougar, Cougar fire roasted <laughs> nuts. That's right, for $3.99. Cash checker money order WKMF, Cozy Corner Public Radio. And we also have Coyote's 45 of the best 45s, but he could not get the royalties for his favorite 45s from back in the day. We have four albums, not CDs, not digital downloads, four LPs of complete silence. It's the sound of silence, but not Simon and Garfunkel. But not Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> this is available. Nine ninety eight. Cash check or more money. Money, money. It's been a long night here at WKMF and Cozy Corner. Send your cash check or money order to WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio right here in the United States of America. God bless America, Faith. God bless America. With your help, we can get this awful FCC fine paid, and we can you know, continue working here at WKMF. Hopefully, we get this done in the next few weeks, but I am told that we will have more products next week. Oh, joy. Wow. I really look forward to this. I am told that if we are lucky, we will get the exclusive rights to the pubic zirconium, which is a revolutionary... Uh, I don't know how to say this. It's a revolutionary uh, pubic area trimmer. All right. Pubic zirconium. Apparently, it's silent, quick, and deadly. Okay. It's like a ninja or something <laughs> for your nether. A ninja for your nethers. I'm going to use that next week when I when I, when I uh, try to sell some of these and get this fine paid off. So, <laughs> Well, Faith, it's been a good one, hasn't it? It has. Do I hear what I think I hear? We have outro music. It's beautiful. We're getting 
more and more professional around here, aren't we? I know. We want to thank you all for tuning in wherever you are, be you Spook, Spectre, Astral Dimension from DNX, or an alien envoy from a galaxy near or far. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with our little show. Be sure to tune in for Cage Match Mondays, TV Tuesdays, and of course, this show every Wednesday. All of our episodes are available wherever podcasts are found. We sincerely, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for tuning in. Faith, I think it's time to sign off, don't you? I think it is. Go ahead. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep keep your your monster monster on a leash. leash. We'll see you on the other side. This is a coyote. Thank you for joining us and howling at the moon for a little while. You have been listening to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. We hope you got good vibrations. When you're out there in the world and you can't find them vibrations, look into your heart. They're right there.